All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dynamic Duo. Uh, so today, my co-host was unable to make it, and so I had to bring in a new co-host and a guest. Originally, the co-host now was going to be my guest, but, you know, things work out in mysterious ways, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Oh, well, hi, I am Mason. I watched the movie we're going to be covering today. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. And I am Cameron. I've only watched the CW Flash show. I have not watched the movie, so I know nothing. Alright, so we watched the uh, Flashpoint Paradox. I mean, I've watched it a long time ago, but I asked my little brother to watch it uh, to talk about it with us today. So one of the big things about this movie that I thought was really interesting is right off the bat, it goes into uh, Barry and his mom, and he is dealing with uh the car broke down and they and he's kind of barry's kind of in a hurry kind of wanting to you know be in a rush and his mom's like oh slow down you know don't worry about it you know it's okay we're gonna call it called the tow truck so let's go to this gas station and uh barry decides that you know he wants he wants everything you know he's like we need to fix this now and his mom says the the quote you know don't you got to accept the things you can't change and you got to you know move forward and it's a very interesting theme that's kind of relevant throughout the throughout the film and i want to kind of pass it to my little brother mason and see what he thinks about that i i think the way they introduced it like right at the start kind of underlining theme so if you're not really like focusing really hard on it you won't notice it until eventually later in the movie you're like oh my god that they were foreshadowing and i i just like the way they kind of started it off with like the main theme of the story and then they kind of build upon it later in the story with him having to accept that he can't always save everyone. And it, like he, he may be the fastest person alive, but he can't do everything. So if you, you know anything about The Flash, if you've seen the CW show, Flash's mom dies. And depending on what comic book you, uh, depending on which comic book you read, it's either from his arch enemy, Professor Zoom, or from a mugger randomly. And this kind of causes Barry to get set on his path of becoming a CSI uh, detective or, or analyst so that he can, you know, try to get into crime scenes and try to, you know, help his help out his honor, his mom's uh, memory. And it's very interesting because in this one, uh, it's very it sets sets him on his course for sure. And it's, it carries a lot of weight with him. And, you know. Cameron, how did you feel about that during, like, the TV show? Well, the TV show, he got killed by, or his mom got killed by the reverse Flash, and we didn't know that until, I don't, like, season four, I think. And I was really surprised that there was a faster man than him when they showed that, and I was like, ooh, I never knew this. And I was really, really, like, it was really nice to see the show. Uh, that, that's all I have. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it is, it's interesting because this character is known as Professor Zoom or Zoom, depending on where you, where you go. And he comes from the future and where he used to idolize Barry, he used to idolize the flash and he ends up going back in time and wanting to like, you know, show Barry like, Hey, I like you. I, I want to be like you. And Barry kind of rejects him in the comic books and, and this causes him to kind of go into rage and, and want to be. A villain and want to be Barry's arch nemesis and be faster than him and destroy him and it, it's interesting to that because 
you see this really in this in this uh in this movie because right off the bat in the very beginning you know barry's visiting the grave of his mom and uh the uh, museum of the flash gets robbed and it's all the rogues gallery so it's you know it's captain cold captain boomerang it's mirror master it, it's the trickster i th i think the trickster i don't i think he wasn't actually there, there. the top yeah uh, top spinning top, guy. spinning top and you know they and barry's like oh it's the gang's all here how'd you how'd you break out you guys aren't smart enough to pull this off and then reverse flash or uh, slash professor zoom shows up and it's just interesting to see like how dedicated he is because he was willing to blow himself up and including the the entire rogues gallery in order to get back at Barry and like blow up his legacy. And then the Justice League shows up and, he, and he's like, and he's like, oh, you called your friends. He's like, you have my, your posse. I got mine. And it's interesting to see that relationship between Hal Jordan and Barry, because that's something that's never really been explored as much as like the cartoons um, or comic books more really, because every time we've seen flash in the cartoons, the original cartoons was, uh, John Stewart instead of Hal Jordan. So we never got to see that relationship between Barry and, and John Stewart. It was, it was Wally West and John, John Stewart. Uh, and it's really interesting because their, their, di their dynamic is very, uh, you know, buddy, 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 and it's banter with each other. And Hal, Hal doesn't want to leave Barry behind uh, when they have to go defuse these bombs and different things. And what did you think of that? Well, I, I, I like how they kind of, like, set in stone, like, oh, yeah, they're good friends, and they like hanging out together. And they kind of were, like, really attached, and I thought that was really cute. Yeah, and it was, it was fun to watch how they defuse the different bombs. You know, they all take them different directions. Like, Superman, they're, they're attached to the rogue gallery, so, like, they can't remove them or they're going to like, blow up and die, essentially. And, like, Superman takes one of them and just grabs grabs the bomb around his belt and just holds on to it and is like, oh, the weight is the worst part. And then Batman takes it up with Green Lantern and defuses it, and Cyborg defuses it as well. And you have Aquaman, who has, like, microbes eat at it, so it disintegrates, essentially. And then Wonder Woman just uses Captain Cold's freeze gun to freeze the belt, break it off, and throw it into, into space. And it was funny to watch that because, you know, seeing, like, how Superman just holds on to it and lets it blow up in his hand, and, it, like, it's nothing. I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. What was What's your take on that? Well, I just... One of my favorite parts of the movie is how they're able to, like, keep the level of, like, tension and just action throughout the because mm -hmm. when i started watching the movie i was like oh wow this is really like action-packed beginning i i, I was kind of like not really excited for the later part of the movie because i thought oh there's no way they're like gonna mm -hmm. be able to match this near the end during the climax but surprisingly they did against all odds or in my head against all odds and i think batman's was definitely the most like intense when they were mm -hmm. defusing the bombs because bring them up into space and he's like to the very last second yep and then it fell to the, into the atmosphere and blew up just below them it was crazy yeah. i was on like the edge of my seat from the start and and cameron what's your take on the flash you know from the cw because he's kind of a different version of barry because in the cw he's more he's not he's more serious than he is lighthearted like this this flash and I was wondering what your take on that flash is. Well, my take on it is, is um, every time they would time travel, something new would happen, and 
just that would happen so often that I didn't really like it, but I'd still watch it because it seemed like a good series. And the time that uh, Barry's daughter came from the future really confused me on how she even like could get there without Barry's help. And that that's my take on like time travel in that series and so you how think, he was super serious in that. So you think the time travel stuff can be kind of confusing? Yes, yes I do. See, and I think that would be the same feeling for anybody who watched this movie. Because there's so much that happens because of the time traveling. Um, so essentially in this movie, uh, Barry wakes up one day and all of a sudden he has no powers and everything's changed. I mean, we go from, you know, the Justice League to... Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other. Uh, Bruce Wayne is not Batman, which we'll get more into in a, in a minute. Uh, Cyborgs works for the government. Green Lantern never got the ring. Um, Lex Luthor works is a good guy and works with the government with Deathstroke and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Shazam is the Shazam kids instead of just it's just instead of just Billy. Oof, stutter there. Sorry about that. Uh, and it's just funny to me that. You know, all this stuff happens because of Barry, essentially, which we'll get into more later as well. And it shows how powerful Barry really is. And people underestimate Barry because they often write him as the comic relief or as the more kitty character and don't actually show his true potential when he really is, in in my opinion, the most powerful of all of the Justice League. You could argue Superman, but Superman can punch hard. Great. And he can fly and has laser vision. But Flash can literally, like, run so fast that everybody be frozen including uh superman and people are like oh superman keeps up well yeah that's because barry was holding back half the time barry was not actually like running at his full potential when he ra- whenever he has raced superman and he says this in the comic books many times and to see that power level like really come to life in this movie is just phenomenal you know, in my opinion, and it's it's a really good movie and it's fun. It's definitely dark, and it's one of the reasons why you know I like DC is because they they handle dark issues and they talk about real things. You know, talking about his mother's deaths and how he's dealing with it. So we get into this other version of Earth, right? And Barry's like freaking out, and he's like, "I don't have my powers. What's going on? Why is everybody at war? Why is my mom alive all of a sudden? Like, I know she died. I remember her dying. Why is she alive?" And he goes to investigate and this world is not the world you want to be in. It's definitely not where you want to be. It's it's very dark. There's a war going on. Like I said, Aquaman sank Paris into the ocean and took it over as like New Atlantis. And Wonder Woman took over a whole city and called it New Themyscira. And they're, and they're at war with each other. And there's just tons of like horrible things going on. So Barry goes to where he you know, knows best. And he goes to Wayne Manor to try to find Bruce to figure out what's going on. And you you want to chime in on that? Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to kind of respond to a different point you made earlier. Well, I got a few points, but, uh, first one, I definitely think a lot of people kind of think flash is more of like the comic relief and stuff. Cause in a lot of like modern day media about flash, they portray him as like a com like in the 2017 justice league movie, which I know you have very strong opinions about that one. Yeah. They definitely have him as more of like, a comic relief character. And and we'll get into that that version of Flash on Tuesday when we talk about the Snyder Cut with my, my other co-host. Hopefully he'll be feeling, you know, better and he can join us then. But you can keep going. But I definitely think the seamless... Like, I really like the, the transition between, like, you know, they end at the uh, Flash Museum and he just, like, runs away. And it 
instantly goes into this world where it starts off looking just like a normal day at work for yep. him. And, and, and then he walks outside and everything's like different. And you have no idea why at this time. Barry's asking the same question. And, and that's where we get into him meeting Batman. And this Batman is not the Batman you know. It is instead of Bruce's parents dying, his he dies and his dad takes over as Batman and uses guns and is super gritty and 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 in living in like an abandoned Wayne Manor and the Batcave is just like a cave. There's nothing in it. Like he doesn't have any of the fancy equipment. He just uses guns, he drinks, and he is very very aggressive, you know. And it's interesting because Barry gets there and he's like looking through the Batcave and he's like, what happened to you, Bruce? And then, you know, Thomas Wayne shows up and starts breaking his fingers like, who the hell are you and what's going on? And, you know, tell me how you know about me. And Barry's like, I know your son. And he's like, mention my dead son again and I'll break every bone in your body. And he's like, I, I swear I'm this. I'm, I'm, I'm the Flash from another, like, from an, another Earth, essentially. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it's just really interesting to see, like, that take on Batman. Oh, and a little bit of spoiler here, but I definitely like the way they made, like, the Flash Flash again, because they try to recreate the actual experiment that mm-hmm. did it. And, like, the first time, it goes terribly wrong, and he gets, like, third-degree third burns. Third burns all over his body. Yep. But yep. then, like, they do it again, which is crazy. Yeah. And it actually, like, works, and he saves Batman from falling onto his uh, spiked fence from the fence which had like the the pointy parts to it and he saves him and he's like see i told you i'm fast and then he ends up healing and and batman's like why wow you had third degree burns like two minutes ago i don't understand and then they decide that they're gonna go on and like try to figure out what's going on and they find out and that's where he's like here i'll show you that i'm the flash and he pulls out his ring that has his suit in it and and it pops out and it's not his suit it's the it's professor zoom's suit and that's kind of professor zoom's way of being like See, look, I, I told you, you know, I, I, I did this. And so that's where Barry's like, hey, this is Professor Zoom's fault. Uh, we're definitely like, I need to figure this out. We need to stop him. I'm going to run back in time. And what happens? Oh, well, uh, yeah, the, they kind of talk about the Speed Force, which I know a little bit about. But, like, basically, Flash is trying to run through it. But his, like, speed is determined by the amount of Speed Force, which is some kind of, like, Yep. Power so, in so the universe? speed force is essentially like gravity. It's another. It's another form of of uh, being or, or like energy. It, energy in 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 the this universe. And speedsters can use it, but if there's too many speedsters, or if one decides to siphon off more of the speed force, then you can't reach your full potential. Essentially, so Professor Zoom started siphoning off some of the speed force in order to stop Barry from going back in time forcing him to have to live out this nightmare like scenario and and kind of figure out what's going on and Barry thinks that essentially that you know Professor Zoom caused everything he thinks that you know Professor Zoom is the reason that the earth is like this and I need to stop it need to fix it and so he ends up joining Batman and Cyborg to go to this war with um Aquaman, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and what's funny is it's essentially originally he you know uh Batman is like there's no one that can go faster fast enough to go to the speed of light to to go back in time and Barry's like yeah there's one other being that can and he he explains who Superman is to Batman and Batman's like there's no one like that there's there's no one no one exists like that and then we come to find out that 
Superman's pod crashed into Metropolis and the government kidnapped him and basically put him in, in confinement and never let him out. And so they go and break into this prison and try to bring out Superman. And what do we find out that he is? He's very like tall and lanky. <laughs> I didn't, really, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the way he was animated. I mean, it made sense why he was like that because his like power is kind of from the sun. Yep. And so, whatever. So he was but, malnourished. Like, he was tall and like lanky and skinny, and it, it kind of looked funny. He he was malnourished and definitely not able to yeah. Do he what he was he, able he wasn't to do at his for. Full potential. And he was they had him in a red sun container, so he didn't have his powers at the time. So, um, Cameron, what's your thought on the like you got to see a little bit of the flashpoint, I guess. Like, so what basically what we're talking about happened in one of the episodes, only none of this stuff happened because they didn't have some of the heroes and stuff. But what was your take on like Flashpoint from the CW? Well, I remember that he went back in time and like you said, he got to see his mom and his dad, and that happened in the CW show, and I was like uh, he must have gone really fast to done this, and then he sees all the bad things happening, like you said, but not with Batman, Superman, anyone like that. Yep. And I was really, like, excited that we got to see his mom in the future, but that didn't last very long, so I was kind of sad. Yeah, so they kind of tried to do it in the CW as well, but because they didn't have all the characters, in my opinion... It didn't go as well. It was good for the show, but there's so much in this in this comic book that we haven't even dived into yet. We've barely scratched the surface. And in this movie, too, the animated movie is really great. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. Uh, you can get it on Amazon Prime for sure or try to find the DVD version. But it's, it's such a great movie because it dives into so many different things and different issues. You know, we got Batman with alcoholism and, and, and wanting to be and being dark because he's like, I lost everything. And then kind of getting hope because of Barry in the end. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting to get into, like, like even Professor Zoom kind of, like, says this. Like, Barry's like, oh, this is this is your fault. And at the end, like, Professor Zoom's like, no, Barry, you, you're the one who went back and changed changed something. You, you're the one who saved someone. And he's like, oh, my mom, I saved her. But that shouldn't have changed anything. And Professor Zoom was like, but it did. Because time is, like like a pond if you throw a rock into a pond what happens you get a ripple ripple effect so that affects everything around it and so every like by saving his mom essentially he changed everybody's fate and it, and it was not for the good i'd like to comment it is on hbo max you didn't mention that yeah that's true yeah. if you do have an hbo max subscription you can find it there as well um and it, it was really fun to see that like Barry was able to create an EMP with his powers because that's how he stopped the bomb that was against him and Professor Zoom. And to see that, like, again, this is this is the Flash that I like because Flash is super, super powered and, and able to do so many things. And they don't often dive into it. And oftentimes they hold him back or they have him, like, behind a team, like in the CW, where he's, like, whereas this, the Flash is able to do everything almost on his own. And it's kind of cool to see that in this movie. Um... And, you know, like I said, Thawne, Thawne is like his, his equal slash rival. And it's interesting to see that dynamic as well of just the sheer hatred. And, you know, he, he even mentions to Batman, like, can, can the world really create someone that cruel? And Batman's like, you'd be surprised. And then it pans over to a Joker card. And, you know, what do you think? 
Oh, well, he, uh, he had something to say. Oh, no, go ahead. No, 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 it, it's fine. Oh, no, you, go ahead. You asked him to talk. I, I'll just wait. Well, no, no, no. no. Oh, well, like you said how uh, he saved his mom. That reminded me of uh, what I was talking about earlier and, yeah, how it changed everyone's fate. Like, he, uh, like, um, I don't remember now. Like, Iris, he, she, he never met him. And... <laughs> Yep, and then uh, Diggle never had his kid. Like, it was a daughter, yeah, or it was a son instead was, of a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And that just reminded me of that, and I I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. So. No, it's fine. I, I just panned it over to you guys, so whichever one of you wanted to talk at the time. Um, And it's just interesting, and uh, I guess you have a few more things yeah, to say. Yeah, well, I mean, you were talking about the Joker, and I don't know if you were going to get into this later, but, like, the whole Joker being Bruce Wayne's mom was kind of crazy. Yeah, so... so uh, because of Bruce Wayne dying, his mom goes insane and becomes the Joker. And I just think that that's such an interesting concept. And I'm sad they didn't go into it more, but like, because all they do is kind of like show her with like blood on her hand, like Bruce Bruce's blood, and just like wipes it across her mouth and kind of looks like the Joker. And I definitely think it would be really interesting if we got like a series about this world or like even a movie about this world, just like. Because it would be really interesting. So there is. There is a comic book series where you can oh, dive more. Yeah, oh. there's a whole comic book series where you can dive more into the different effects of of this movie. And that's, it was actually, the movie was based off the comic book, which they did a really good of adapting it, which they always do with their animation. But yeah, if you wanted to dive more into it, yeah, you definitely could with the with the comics for sure. Um, the more oh, you know. I also found it interesting, like they went into... Uh, Lois Lane was a spy in in against the Amazons and Aquaman, and and like the Atlanteans. And Steve Trevor was trying to get get uh, her out of there. And a lot of people, I guess I didn't catch it the first time, but Steve Trevor is Wonder Woman's like love interest in the comic books, and she ends up like killing him in this in this movie because he was holding back secrets against her. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was. It's like the, every single character has different like background now because of Barry changing that one thing. Also like Captain Adam, I don't know if anyone anyone who any for anyone who's watching, he oh, disappears and he um he's able to control like nuclear fission and like energy and can change his energy to match different uh nuclear things. And he was missing throughout this entire like series for a good reason there's he's actually in the movie I, I don't mean missing as he wasn't in the movie i mean he was missing as in like nobody knew where he was he disappeared because he went over to try to stop aquaman and then he failed obviously and never never came back but we'll we'll get into that again later too um isn't he like the ant-man of dc no no that's the adam oh captain adam is oh, of course. captain adam Two is different, different people yep there's should have known there's two characters. There's the Adam, which is like Ant-Man for DC, who actually, I believe, came out either after or before uh, Ant-Man. But then there is Captain Adam, who controls, like, the Adam, essentially. Um, well, I never knew there was someone named Captain Adam. I've never heard of this. So thank you for telling me. Yep, you're welcome. There's a lot of very strange characters in the DC universe. Like, a lot of them have very similar names, and I think that's very funny. I also find it funny that they just slowly killed off pretty much everybody because you get into like Luther and Deathstroke going over to try to stop Aquaman and they both get just murked by Aquaman. I mean, they did technically kill everybody in that in that like world because the yeah, whole, we'll, like, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler 
Aquaman set off like Martian Manhunter as a but, bomb. But it was interesting because it was uh, we we got into like Lex Luthor and Deathstroke and Clayface and all these people working together fighting against Aquaman, and then you see like Aqualad and. It was just cool to see all these characters have different backstories and different different things happen. And, you know, Superman, it was interesting to see him because, like I said, he's malnourished and he basically doesn't really speak English at all. Like, doesn't know English. And they go, go, they go to get him. Sorry about that. And they, they're like, what is going on? And Cyborg's like, this is a war crime. Like, what is happening? And the government comes in and is like, this is our property. Like, you can't take this from us. And then he... Superman like kind of loses it because he is there, they're all being attacked and he considers Cyborg, Flash, and Batman their his friend because they because he rescued them and then he they hit the sun and the sun gives him his powers and he for the first time ever he has heat vision so he's like lasering everybody and then Flash is like Superman close your eyes and Superman like throws his hands onto his eyes and is like what's going on oh my gosh how do I stop this and it's funny to like kind of not funny but in my opinion was funny to see that like that version of Superman I don't know about you but. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't know if I'd classify it as funny, but it was kind of, like, a different spin on Superman. If, like, it's, it kind of makes me think of, like, what Superman would be if, like, he was the same superhero when he's, like, if he didn't grow up around all the people he did in, like, the normal universe mm-hmm. and was just kind of, like, like that. Yep, yep. Yeah. I also found it interesting. We got into, like, why Wonder Woman and Aquaman were at war, and it was because... Wonder Woman came under show or came to Aquaman, and fe- they fell in love and had like a, a love affair with uh against Aquaman and C- Queen uh oh god I can't even remember her name Aquaman's I wife no uh Mira that's what it is Mira yeah and uh so Mira tries to go kill Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman ends up killing killing her and Aquaman gets angry and is like you killed my wife. Which I found interesting. I was like, really? Like, you just had an affair with Wonder Woman and you're going to get mad because she killed her because Mira tried to kill Wonder Woman because of the jealousy. Like, that was just, like, weird to me. And I felt like it was, like, that un- unwarranted. But they end up going to war, you know, and it and that's kind of, like, the big thing that's going on in this world that causes Barry to be like, oh, I got to fix this. And then we get into, like, Barry's memories start to merge where he starts to get memories from this Earth compared to the old earth and he's like no they're i'm losing memories of these of the of my my version of what it should be we got to fix this fast and we get into them going to like at war to try to stop everything how you said um uh barry losing the memories that reminds me of when uh, i can't remember his name but barry went back in time to save a life and then the same guy that got saved remembered the times that he got killed, and that, that just reminded me. And I still seriously can't remember his name. One little nod I liked that also happened throughout this film was Bat, uh, Barry ran away from Batman, and Batman turned around and was like, oh, that's what it's like to be on the end, the end of that trick. And I think it's interesting that they bring that, they kind of bring that into a lot of things now where it's like people disappearing on Batman because Batman's always disappearing on them. Um, you can go. Yeah, I liked how uh they kind of transitioned Barry into that world because he was like getting all the memories of like mm-hmm. what his life would have been living in that world. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get into like Hal Jordan. He never got the ring because the alien never like gave it to him. And the ring shot into space instead of going to him. 
and he's just a regular pilot, and he ends up coming across the ship that crashed onto Earth with Green Lantern uh, that was supposed to give him the ring. And they decide that, hey, like, hey, we're going to give it to... Um, we're going to let you fly this ship to go take on Aquaman. And he's like, oh, I've always felt like my my life has been, you know, there's something missing, that the meaningful I need to do. So, yeah, I'm going to go do this, and I'm, I'm, I'm brave, and I'm going to go do it. And he ends up just getting shot down and dies. And it's like, oh, wow, there goes another hero, favorite hero of mine, just gone. Like, Barry, why? It brings me back to those memes where it's like, Barry, what'd you do to the timeline? I've never seen those memes, but it sounds very funny. I I just want to like quick mention the amount of like murder in like in the movie oh, yeah. there is an ins- like yeah I don't I don't know if you've seen the YouTube video but like people there's this one guy who does YouTube videos about like the kill count in different movies yeah. and stuff that this would be an insane movie to cover on that because yeah. there is like so many deaths yeah pretty it, pretty much everyone ends up dying I mean like all of Paris yeah all of Paris gone. just gone underwater but don't they like um. Uh, get revived because he goes or Barry goes back into the other well, world. Well, technically, yes, but technically, no, because that timeline still continues in that timeline. Like, yeah, and I mean, the just, timeline ends with them all getting blown up. It's just Barry that goes back in time to, to go back to his timeline. So technically, uh, it's like an alternate Earth, right? Like, there's alternate, like, yeah. t- like there's Earth one, Earth two, Earth three. Technically, that would be like Earth four or whatever. I don't know what Ember it actually is. I ha- I haven't looked into it, but. Don't they live on like Earth one forty two? Where um, do I remember Earth one? What is Earth one forty two? I, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Not right now. Oh come on. No. I'm gonna uh, do it. Not right now. So you get into then like uh like oh jeez, you get into like Shazam fighting Wonder Woman and he like is he's winning at first and then Wonder Woman gets the lasso tooth around him and is like how do you change back? This is not your true form. Obviously I can't kill you like this. And she, he's like, ah, oh, I got to say the words. And she says, say it. And then he says, Shazam. And it's all these kids. And she kills them all, right? Like, it's like, geez, the amount of murder, like like Mason said, is just insane in this in this film. And it it's really interesting, though, because the whole underlying theme was, that from this whole film was, accept the things you can't change and move forward. And Barry is seeing all this happen in front of him. And, and it makes him realize, like, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. And one of my favorite quotes was Professor Zoom goes into talking about how, like, you saved your mom. You didn't go back in time and stop the Ken- the Kennedy assassination. You didn't go back in time and stop, you know, Hitler from going out of art no, school. You, no, you didn't keep him in art school. Yeah, like, you went and saved your mom. And it's like, it really goes into that idea of if you could change things, how far would you go? Would you Would you do just one? Would you do just two? Like, why why just one and is and it's kind of selfish to just do just one right like selfish to be like oh i'll save my mom but i'm not going to save you know bruce's parents and 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 i i like that point because i think that's a point that we all deal with on a daily basis of like how can we deal with the things that happen to us right we can't change them they they happen we can't go back we can't we were even if we regret it we can't we can't fix it we have to just keep moving forward and try to be better right and that's the whole point of this movie I really think the climax of this movie was just insane because, you know, there's a whole war going on and Barry can't do anything. He's trapped on the ground with mm-hmm. uh, Professor Zoom or Reverse Flash just beating him up and, like, gloating and kind of talking, like, you know, as you are saying, like, if you could change something, you know, you wouldn't have picked your mom. You're so selfish. And how, like, 
spoilers to like the end of the movie, but you know he's Reverse Flash is just g- gloating and Batman just shoots well, him. See, and it goes more into the the Captain Adam, the character I man- mentioned earlier, is the bomb that Aquaman uses. He uses him as a bomb essentially, and he. Oh, was uh, that not Martian Manhunter? No, that was not Martian oh. Manhunter. That was Captain Adam. Well, there. <laughs> um, I know that. So Aquaman has like Captain Adam in this machine that he uses to just blow up everything and he and that's his last resort he's like i'm dead wonder woman's gonna kill me so boom hit this thing and it's gonna literally kill everybody it's it's a bomb big enough to destroy the planet and it's coming and flash is like you're gonna you're gonna let us die too like i can't like we gotta fix this and and person's like nope i'm good i'm willing to die i want to i don't want you here anyway and that was just really interesting and then and then you get into bam batman just shot him in the head and it's like holy crap just bang and now Barry ends up going, and he's injured because uh, Professor Zoom threw a like uh, spike into Barry's leg. So now Barry has to try to run out, outrun this bomb with his leg like sh- like broken. And it was just cool to see that. And it was like tailing him, and uh, you know when he does actually eventually channel the Speed Force and go through time, how he has to catch up to himself. Yeah, and then tell himself to stop. And his other version of himself was like, "No, stop it! You're just an imposter." And he's like, "Barry." Barry, stop! You're gonna, you're gonna kill everyone. And he just jumps and like tackles him. Yeah, and then that, and then they, they wakes up and is like, oh, everything's back to normal. And but but it like, you know, it, it, everything's back to normal, but it looks like he's just reset back into the. Yep, and, it, and everything's still slightly different, and and it, like other characters that kind of made it made notable appearances was there's a character named Grifter who is a character in the comic books, but it seemed like to me that he was like supposed to be the Nightwing of of like what happened to nightwing because he made a comment to batman of like oh we should have teamed up and batman was like oh what the boy blunder or something like that and it was like oh that's a reference to batman and robin like, that's kind of cool and what do you think of that? oh i didn't even recognize that when i uh, was watching oh, oh um i remember when you're talking about the hall of villains mm-hmm. and uh was there a- ever cicada in there or... No, he was not in this movie. Uh, oh. it, it was more of the hero, the Flash Museum. They, I guess, they never got into that. Well, in the the one that they show on the TV show, they show Skid in there. But I just wanted to ask. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, hmm, uh, no, they never got cool. into that. It was just kind of based on what the stuff had already happened. Um, and it, it was interesting because you know Barry's like, I don't, I don't want to leave you, and. Batman's like, nah, it's okay. Go here. Take this with you. And he hands him a let what looks like a letter, and he and he says, fix it. Just save, you know, make sure my son's still there. And he, and then Barry runs off and does his thing and and resets the timeline. And you know, Barry starts explaining everything to Batman, and Batman's just like, so you mean to tell me that? Do you mean to tell me that you you changed the time stream? Everybody was basically gonna die, and you then you had to go back and fix it. Wow interesting and he and batman's like focused on something else and like repairing a battering or something and you know barry's like there's one thing i don't understand how come i can remember everything i can remember my birthdays with my mom the cakes i i just don't understand that and and batman's like maybe it was a gift and that's when barry hands this letter to, to batman and he's like yes here take this and he literally makes batman cry and yeah. it's just because like, it's a letter from his dad and that he you know, watched die. Yeah, and then it was kind of interesting to see that like Bruce is like, "You're one hell of a messenger," and then Barry takes off. 
And again, I, you know, at the end, you know, Barry's like, ah, yeah, I finally understand what you meant, mom, accepting things we can't change. And I think that's, it's kind of a cool thing that they, that, like I said, DC does a lot. They deal with real issues and they, they discuss things that are kind of heavy for kids to watch, but they can, they can watch it and actually learn from it. I definitely think the animated stuff is way, like, better because they actually, like, show you real issues and like talk about them mm-hmm. instead of where of like more of the live ones are just kind of like punch punch well you yeah. super villain punch and they're just kind of like there's more action than there really is like storytelling and i i think i haven't seen the Zack snyder cut but i've heard it's pretty good so i don't know if it's like exactly what i'm saying but i i think most of the animated stuff is just really good at handing you issues and just talking about it well and that's what dc's kind of known for is their animation and and even their comic books are really dealt with deal with real issues and i just think that this is a great movie because it really shows the flash as what he he can be because like i said a lot of times in animated stuff and in and and in uh in the in the movies or tv shows they kind of hold him back and he's just so powerful and so fleshed out and so many things that he can do that they never go into yeah, that also shows that in the TV show. Like, he, they know he can be stronger. They know that. But sometimes he just can't because he's holding himself back. Yeah, and also, like, he's dealing with a lot of the drama of the team, you know. And, and the Barry in comic books in this and in this movie doesn't rely on a team. Like, he does with the Justice League a little bit, but he does a lot of the stuff on his own. He thinks on his own. Whereas in the, the CW, he's like, Hey guys, what do I gotta do? And then they're like, "Oh, supersonic punch him," and it's like you could have thought of that on your own. You literally can think faster than a nanosecond. Like you, you have the time to do this. Why are you asking your team every five seconds what to do? And that's where I kind of fell off the TV show a little bit, and that's where I like more of these animated stuff with him because you know Barry, Barry is the second Flash. The first ever Flash was Jay Garrick. He fought in World War II. He didn't have the Speed Force. Barry literally created the Speed Force, and every time he takes a step, he causes the Speed Force to grow, and he's the reason the Speed Force exists. So all the speedsters are thankful to him. And then you get into Wally West, who's like most people's fan favorite uh, Flash because he's the goofier, sillier uh, Flash. But Barry, he's kind of a combination of Jay Garrick and Wally West in the sense of he's serious, but he's still like comic book and witty. And I feel like a lot of times they just don't go into the seriousness of him and they go into too much of the wittiness. Whereas this, this film I personally love because it goes into the seriousness of like, this is the flash. This is what he can do. This is how powerful he is. Yeah. They try to make him more of like a Spider-Man type of character where yep. like always, you know, popping like little quips. Yep. Like, and that's oh, more Wally West. You, you got webbed up or I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Spider-Man like quips, but like a lot of times they try to make him this, more of spider-man character when really he's a really serious character but can also you know provide comic relief at times yeah and like i said he's the most powerful superhero to exist because of the amount of things he can do and i could i could probably go do a whole podcast hour of just listing what he can do yeah i was gonna say that yeah he can be strong if he wanted to if he really had enough power to but you kind of explained that better than I could. So. Well, yeah, because like I said, so Superman can punch hard, sure. But if if Flash ran at his fullest potential, 
and punch Superman in the, in the face, it's been said that Superman's face would implode and the earth would crack in half from the sheer force because of, because of mass times speed. And so that's just like a fraction of what he can do. He's never reached his full potential in any of the animated stuff or in any of the comic books. And even when he did, he's afraid to because it causes a lot of stress on him. So it's very interesting to finally get to see like the different, there's different comic books and different animated stuff. I love watching where we get to see that version of him because he's afraid to do it. And that's one of the reasons why they hold him back. It's because he's afraid to do it. Yeah. Like if he did reach his full potential, that could cause a lot of problems and he doesn't want to like be responsible for those things. And kind of just talks about like a guy who has these powers that he doesn't, really know how to control and he's trying to like work it out well yeah and if he had uh all his potential he could become corrupt and that wouldn't be very good yeah and he could literally just be like oh i'm gonna stop crime before it happens i also think it's interesting like i guess i think about this on my own not they don't ever talk about it in the comic books really but you have to think he slows him down to talk with people he slows himself down like he has to constantly like be in a slower state in order to talk with everyone. So it must be like insane to be like, yep, here's the conversation. And like, he can, I guess he can perceive it the way he wants. Cause he can bend time. But it, to me, it's like, Holy cow. Like you could think that fast, but yet you're sitting here having a regular conversation. Like we are now. Yeah. He, he's kind of like too fast sometimes. Or yeah. like he thinks he's too fast. And so he can't really do as much because he needs to slow himself down to like actually have conversations and like talk with people and like work as a team and when he needs to yeah and like i said this movie this the underlying theme is just such a great theme especially in this day and age right now because there's a lot that has happened in the last like year year and a half to even two years even like you know that people are dealing with that I think if people watched this movie and took the lesson to heart would understand like, yeah, we kind of do just have to move forward and figure out how, what the next steps are. We just have to keep going forward and acknowledge and accept the things that have happened because we can't change them. I don't really have much, many comments on that, but yeah, I definitely very agree with that. And it's just interesting to see, you know, Barry take all this on alone, really, because he didn't, I mean, he had, sure he had Batman, but like the Thomas Wayne Batman, but not really, because in, in any other scenario, if he had another team member, they would really be there to support him. But this is really all him on his own dealing with the fact that, like, I saved my mom and I caused this. How do I fix it? Why do I, why can't why can't I have what I want? Why can't I have these the things of like my mom being alive? Why does why do I have to go through this? And that's kind of an interesting concept as well of, you know, is it selfish to want certain things? Is it selfish to want certain things and still be able to have other things that that you can't have, like having his mom alive and still being able to be the Flash? Because he loves being the Flash. I mean, they make that a point in the movie where he's like, no, I'm the Flash. What is going on? Yeah, he really has to deal with like a lot of weight on his shoulders during this movie because like, did he make the right decision? Did like, did he do a bad thing? Yeah, is it wrong for him to want to save his mom? And that's a question you have to ask yourself. Or even ask yourself this, like, are there things in your life that you wish you could change, but how would they have affected the things around you? 
and that movie asks these questions and kind of deals with them. Yeah, some things I feel like, you know, they may seem like really small moments, but if those, like, the small moments didn't happen, that could change your entire life. And that's where I try to kind of live my life with the idea of, you know, everything has happened to me, happened to me for a reason. I am who I am because of everything that's happened to me. And it's interesting to see that in a comic book character. And I guess that's why I like DC, because I feel like I connect to their flaws and to their desires and their wants. And it's just interesting to see that in an animated movie, an animated, an animation and kind of see, I mean, I've said the animation like five times now, but you know, you know what I mean? Like to see that in a cartoon where people often like growing up are like, ah, oh, cartoons don't teach you anything and they're useless and they're, and they're, they're harmful for you. But really they're older cartoons were teaching us lessons. Yeah, I feel like a lot of older cartoons are much better than, like, the newer cartoons. And a lot of, like, they, a lot of times people think, oh, like, these silly comic books won't teach you anything. Oh, this silly, like, cartoon won't teach you anything. But a lot of them have a lot of underlining themes and, like, lessons that you can learn and take to heart. Yeah, you can learn lessons from any TV show. It's just, like, how you see it. It's your opinion on how you see if it's uh, giving you a lesson, and I, that that's what I think. I also did find it interesting that, like, like the Snyder, Snyder Cut kind of used one of the scenes from Flashpoint of Barry running from the bomb. It was kind of cool to see that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that, that reminded me of Flashpoint, where he's, like, he's injured, and he's got to run away from this bomb to save everybody. And I thought that was really cool, and we'll get more into that on Tuesday as well when um, Jarrell's back, but... Yeah, Flash is just an insane character that has to deal with a lot, I think. And I think a lot of DC characters have a lot going on that, that people don't often acknowledge. Or they just look at like the typical comic book or, or movie where Superman's punching everything. But you have to remember, he lost. He never got to beat meet his actual parents. And he finds out that he's the lone survivor, minus Supergirl, and... and General Zod, technically, but originally the lone survivor and only living being of his race on in the entire existence. That's a heavy thing to deal with. And, you know, to, to also know that you're you're an oddball out, essentially. You're not you're you're kind of human, but you're not human. So you have to live your life as an outcast and try to blend in. And I think that's you know, that's a lot of DC is finding issues and, and underlying problems and discussing them and and doing it well yeah and even batman like he had to witness his like parents die at a really young age and it kind of his story kind of talks about like a lot of kids that are orphans don't really have much of a chance and batman definitely takes his life and brings it forward but a lot of people don't have that kind of opportunity yeah, like, every superhero has had some weight on their shoulders that is hard to carry for normal people, and that's what makes them who they are. If they didn't have those, like, if Barry's mom never died, uh, everything could change. He could have never been Flash. He could have never met most of the people he knows now. All right, so with the last about, you know, 10, 12, 13 minutes, uh, I'm going to do a closing out here. But uh, thank you for joining in, anybody who's been, who joined in or is going to listen in the future, whether it's on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, or watching it on YouTube. Oh, it's going to come on iTunes? Yep, oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to try to put it on iTunes eventually as well. Look, my guy. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so obviously this wasn't a normal episode and, you know, it was a little little different since I had to bring in my little brothers and it was kind of kind of interesting and I hope you all enjoyed and listened and uh, hope you have a good rest of your, you know, Easter weekend if you're listening into it then and if not, you know, hope you had a good Easter weekend. Uh, it's it's definitely something I hope to continue and like I said, we're going to try to do it on Saturdays. We originally were going to switch it to Friday because of Easter weekend, but then like I said, my co-host... It was indisposed and not able to make it, so I brought in my little brothers, and it's a little, little weird, a little, uh, a little interesting. But I think it was a little fun to discuss it with them and see their opinions. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I'll let them say a few closing statements here too. Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun being on this. Thank you for inviting us on. Uh, I can't wait to be in a few more episodes. That I know we have planned in the future. Yes, we do. So I'm excited for those. Won't spoil anything though. Those will be up to him to decide to reveal but i'm excited to come on when i next come on and i'll let cameron over here uh round out with a few closing statements of his own well i usually don't like being on cameras but i i just didn't know what to do for the hour so i felt like joining and since i know a little bit about the cw flash uh he said zach said i could do something about that and tell and i'd I'm very lucky to be on this. If Jarrell wasn't sick, we would just be at home doing well, nothing. No, I would have been on this. Well, you would have been on it anyway, but <laughs> I would have like done nothing pretty much. So I think I'm kind of lucky being here right now. And I think it's kind of fun to get to just talk about this with you, especially because you know normally when we have kind of these conversations, it it's never it's never as fun because we don't get to just you know discuss it like this. It's more of we're arguing over something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's fun to see this side of us where we can sit down and talk about it for an hour. Yeah, normally we argue a lot, but actually I'm surprised we didn't really disagree on much this uh episode. Well, and there's some there's a lot of things that we didn't really get to get into, but Well, yeah, and I feel like a lot of this movie like, you know, there's not much to disagree about. I mean, there's yeah. certain points where like, you know, there can be definitely like two different big opinions, but a lot of it is like the multiple different opinions on it are kind of like all similar and yep, yep, you know agree. not really this movie is one that's not really easy to get like heated about well i mean i imagine like professional like yeah you know when pro I, dc and, people might get like heated about this yeah. but and i think it's very interesting and if you definitely haven't seen this movie you should definitely check it out there's some stuff we didn't get to discuss in detail but oh there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to discuss in detail i've never watched this movie but I, I'm actually kind of glad I got to be on this since this is my first time really on a live stream, I guess. It's a live Twitch stream on your Yeah, phone. but I don't have a camera there. And uh, any- I was being on my best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's um, it's always good to get to do this and hopefully I'll get to keep doing it. But, you know, Tuesdays at 6.30 and Saturdays at, at an undisclosed time so far, we... We're trying to keep it around the same time, but, you know, if, if he has time off, we can maybe do it earlier or maybe he'll have to do it later. It depends on what, what the schedule is, but definitely Tuesdays at 6.30 is our main days. Saturdays are going to kind of be our bonus episodes. And if you have any comments or questions, you know, feel free to leave them, and we'll try to discuss them usually in the last about 10 minutes here, which is I was trying to leave this this time. There wasn't any questions this time, but, you know... For the future, if anybody has any questions or wants us to discuss something, you know, feel free to you can message us at dynamicduoharms at gmail.com. That's dynamicduoharms at gmail.com. And I'll try to read those emails and messages and you know get back to you guys and and discuss whatever you guys want to discuss. You know, obviously if it's a topic I haven't 
seen yet. I'll have to, you know, dive into it myself, which I'm glad to do because I love those kind of things. Uh, and look forward to future episodes where we, you know, like I said, on Tuesday, we're discussing the Zack Snyder's Justice League four hour edition, which turns out could have been five hours. Who would have thought we will get into that on Tuesday? Yeah, and if you guys have any questions for me, I might pop into the YouTube video every once in a while and just read through some of the questions and, you know, reply to some of them, so. He's definitely going to be a recur recurring guest. We're going to talk about some video games that he's going to get into. And yeah, you know, I'm a massive you know. video game player. Oh, yeah. And I'm Cameron... also a very good video game player, but I won't be here very much. Cameron might come on here and there, but he won't be here as often. And I'm going to try to get some other guests to come in as well, some other buddies of mine. Who are into this kind of thing and um you know maybe one day we'll grow enough to be able to get actual interviews with real people um not that they're not real people but like big big time people like you know henry cavill or ben affleck or those kind of big stars who knows we'll get there we're gonna we're gonna do our best and we're just here to discuss this stuff and see what you guys think so yeah, big secret, guys. We're not real people. We're green screens, guys. Yeah, we're yeah. green screens. You don't Any trust anyone. Anyway, it's good to uh, chat with you guys, and I hope you guys have a good one. And we'll catch you and be back in a flash. Yeah, thank you for watching.